0: Hello and welcome to a very special episode of The Brave Room. As always, I'm your host, Miral, and with me today in The Brave Room, we have...
1: and hey. um, it's always a special episode.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah, you know what? Life is about you deciding something is special. That's, that's your touching message for the week, guys. Remember, it doesn't need to have a big bow or whatever. If it's special to you, then it's a special thing like this freaking podcast and if you're listening to this and our editor has done his job correctly then don't forget to check us out in the most special brave room episode which is our panel live at amg this saturday
1: woo woo uh it's at 1 p.m gmt plus 8 right
0: yes it is And we're talking about this small indie game because, you know, everyone needs to check out these indie games more. Small indie game called Genshin Impact. And Kit loves it so much, so we decided to do a special episode talking about it. Go ahead and check that out. I will probably have it uploaded to the YouTube channel after it goes up there. So, you know, make of that what you will. And don't forget yeah. to leave a comment on this episode because if this hits a thousand plays, we have to take one of your terrible, terrible responses. Surprisingly, not that much feedback from uh, the mobile episode.
1: People not salty, you
0: <laughs> Oh, I got some though. I got I got some people. I got your brother, who was <laughs> upset. <laughs> he said. You know that the fighting game community is just as salty as the the MOBA community, right? And I'm like, cool, that wasn't my point. MOBA stinky, that was my point.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> anyway, I just thought we'd do that bit of housekeeping. Today we're talking about card games. And surprisingly, this was suggested by Kit for this week's topic.
1: Yeah. Mostly it came up because I've been playing this free game on steam called storybook brawl and i'm surprisingly having fun with it so i thought hey why not just kill it a little bit you know
0: does it use edgy redrawings of fairy tale characters
1: uh for the most part they're not that edgy there's a mix of grimdark slightly renamed legally distinct characters and Mm -hmm. the rest are like yeah what what you'd expect
0: Red Riders hood. I think we could do a whole episode on reused fairy tale characters. Because like... Oh boy. I played Smash Legends and I hate the character designs in that. (laughs) But yeah. So how does that card game work? Is it like Hearthstone clone? Teppan clone?
1: It is technically a Hearthstone clone but specifically Battlegrounds. And uh, best thing, it's free. And not made by blizzard haha <laughs> but yeah it's currently in early access and you can pay a little bit for like the founder spec and such to get new heroes but while i'm enjoying it i don't think i'll pay just yet
0: yeah hold on i'm, I'm looking up images of this because oh wow that's a hearthstone clone yeah, good lord I... that's a hearthstone clone <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's why I said it's specifically the Battlegrounds uh, game mode.
0: That's a half clone. <laughs> Even the art style oh god. Yeah, they knew what they wanted and they went for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, uh, if you're familiar and have watched streamers and such, this is pretty much, yep, I got it. No explanation required.
0: I've I've always been weirded out by, I guess for lack of a better term, the repopularization of card games. So for those of you, surprised, I am an old school card game player, as in I love opening booster packs, like to the point that I spent 200 Ringgit on those Genshin trading cards. <laughs> because on one hand Genshin content, on the other hand I get to open a bunch of booster packs. It got that uh, retail therapy going. Oh, you don't even know. Okay, wait. Segue, <laughs> segue. We're gonna talk about one's <laughs> spending habits right now. <laughs> okay. So yesterday was the 8.8 sale on Shopee.
1: Yes, Lazada too. I mean, if you're using that anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and freaking... So the things I want are never on sale, but I always want to feel included, right? and with the covid and everything a lot of my favorite stores are in danger so i try to not be too much of a jerk about sales be like oh, is it only 10% or whatever i'll just be like hey if they're taking part i'll see what i can get and lo and behold my local gundam shop uh gundam toy shop highly recommend checking them out they have the ultraman suit version 7 action edition which is like because there was originally an Ultraman suit version 7 that had no posability, So this one comes as more posability. Anyways, I impulse bought that shit. <laughs> On top of that, the new Warhammer uh, kill theme comes out this weekend. The pre orders start this weekend. And I've already messaged my game store being like, hey, can you put me on the list? I want to get it. So yeah! I need to stop spending. Let's not even getting into like freaking Raiden Shogun whose banner, you know, is end of the month and <laughs> I am prepared to spend money
1: <laughs> oh dear
0: God. <laughs> listen, lis- listen I saw some people do some pretty drastic shit for Zhongli I want to do that too and finally we have an Archon who's a hot mommy uh-huh so yeah, that's how it's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to the episode What were we on about? Oh, yeah, card games. Yeah, so playing card games is fun. I can't imagine doing it on the phone, though. I've tried. I tried Yu Gi Oh! Duel very briefly, like less than half an hour, levels so of briefly. And it just doesn't cut it.
1: Uh, for me, I guess I uh, was the complete opposite. I did briefly dabble in the Pokemon training cards because my brother had them. And we had all those little marbles indicating that he. Oh, you and all old adjust.
0: school. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my brother had them, so I did. I do have, I uh, did have, I guess, old school experience trademark for these card games. So it's kind of like uh, I've always had that interest in it, and it's also turn based, so it's, I can mostly take my time if I'm playing against the AI yeah so it's like natural progression i i like card games i enjoy it
0: well yeah no no no. i i used to play the pokemon card game back in high school as well and everyone was like oh my god you're 16 why are you playing pokemon shut up (laughs) that's my answer i played like the first set when it came out like the base set so i also had little marble counters
1: Uh uh-huh man those marbles
0: Yeah, those those pretty marbles.
1: Yeah, I didn't understand the game at all back then because I was probably like 7 or 8 years old with a relatively poor command of English. So it's like, what, what does this even mean? <laughs> I'm sorry?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I might as well have been illiterate. I also had an interest in Magic the Gathering but more like a spectator because... Oh boy, do I know those cards How much they cost
0: Yeah, no That's a weird That's a weird thing, isn't it? Uh, I... Funnily
1: enough uh, we, we did have a intern before In Gamer Braves Who sold off his MTG cards To get the ROG phone tree, I think
0: <laughs> That's some dedication
1: Yeah, he was uh, talking a little bit Here and there, and some of the cards were like one hundred to three hundred ringgits. Jesus Christ!
0: Yeah, no, that's that's wild. I like Magic the Gathering because the art is pretty.
1: Yeah, I I agree. That's why I I think that was probably why I was kind of interested to begin with, and and also the feeling of shuffling cards. Yeah, just hits different, man. It hits different. (laughs)
0: That's the thing. No mobile game can ever replace that that feeling. Especially when your cards have the sleeves, right? It makes that nice like text feeling as it slides over each other. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. That's
1: so and good. Then, and then they will sell you all those uh, anime themed sleeves and card boxes to keep all your precious things in there.
0: Yeah, shout out to... I think that it was called Yozora. It used to be this card shop in Publica. So I bought a Magic the Gathering deck there once. Uh, I like how I'm just shilling a bunch of like shots, you know. That's what this episode is. But yeah, so my friend and I would just... We went over one night and just played Magic the Gathering there. Because uh, he bought a Dragons of Tarkir expansion. And like he bought the entire booster box and just built his own deck there. Oof. And then I bought a starter deck we played against each other. That was, that was pretty fun. Here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. How familiar are you with Yu Gi Oh? I. Uh,
1: besides uh, Dark Side, The Dimensions, or whatever that movie's called.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The greatest rom com of all time, yeah.
1: I, I did actually briefly read this uh, screenshot let's play of uh, one of those tie in video games where the AI just cheats horribly. But besides that, I'm very unfamiliar with the whole thing
0: okay because yu-gi-oh is like the most amazing card game ever so in fighting games we have this term called kusoge, right yep which is like just broken broken fighting games disgusting stuff yu-gi-oh is a kusoge card game
1: <laughs> uh, is, does he have anything to do with port of greed
0: no, but that is that's funny, and I think I should explain that to the audience. So, part of greed is a basic starter edition card. You know, every card game, every card game has that one card that just exists to let you draw more cards, right? Yep. So, uh, I think in Pokemon it's called Bill, the trainer Bill. So he get it's literally just draw two cards, and a bunch of other card games have that. But in Yu Gi Oh!, Part of Greed. Le- so, Part of Greed does let you draw two cards. That is the start and end of its effect. But Yu Gi Oh! cards are so wild in what they do that just letting you draw two of them is too broken. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Part of Greed has remained banned for years.
1: Amazing.
0: My friend explained it to me. Like. The concept is you are plus one with part of greed because you play one card to get two cards so you have you're like one in the positive and <laughs> like depending on the game the power of being plus one fluctuates wildly and in Yu-Gi-Oh, being plus one is too much power
1: uh, i understand it now
0: so my friend plays this Yu-Gi-Oh deck drytron and chaos max So what Drytron's do is they are these dragon support monsters with zero defense and like one of their abilities is to be summoned as your opponent's monster and Chaos Max's ability is that if it destroys a defense position monster because by right the way defense position works is a defense position monster when destroyed will not deal life point damage to its owner that's supposed to be the benefit of using defense position right Okay. So what Chaos Max does is not only does it do damage based on Chaos Max's attack minus the defending monster's defense, it doubles it.
1: Oh, oh no. I think I've seen it. Now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's in Darksider Dimensions, Kaiba uses Chaos Max specifically for that effect. And it's like, okay, Chaos Max has 4000 attack, which is like I think currently the highest in the game. But you know, What, it's going to do like, you have like 1,500 difference, so you double it, it'll be 3,000. That's bad, that's bad, but you can come back from that. But Drytron's have zero defense, so you do 8,000 damage. You have 8,000 life points at the start of the game. You don't come back from that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The beauty of the series that births the Eternal Exodia.
0: You know what the worst part is? That's not even a top-tier deck. That's considered like a meme gimmick deck at best.
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah, I understand it pretty pretty much. Okay, even if uh, it's not a physical card game, so Shadowverse also has a few of these uh, one-turn kill things, so each time they're always consistently referred to as the Exodia summonings. Because you need to draw it right, you
0: need to combo it right. Oh, uh, you need to draw it right, then that's some poor consistency. You need <laughs> you need a good deck engine. Uh, in Yu-Gi-Oh! I run a hero deck. And it's not a great hero deck, but it is laughably consistent. In that every turn starts the exact same way. Because uh, combo makes my brain happy. So i built the deck just to make sure that i could always pull off the same combo i don't remember what it is anymore i think it's like you s- vision hero vion summons uh he can send a card into the into the graveyard so you take elemental hero shadow mist and throw her into the graveyard her ability activates you get a card into your hand That basically it ends with you summoning a bunch of heroes it's great
1: Uh, Funnily enough, I think there is a consistent uh, OTK that I'm not sure how much they nerfed it because I think what they nerfed is the combo mechanic. So right now in Shadowverse, the current expansion does have this kind of uh, OTK thing. So before the card was nerfed, you could add to the combo count for forest crafts uh-huh. and there is a legendary who cannot be evolved, Ladika. so you slap her down there and then you just keep adding on to the combo count with this card and she will eventually gain uh, a belief she will end up as either a seven seven or an eight eight and she can attack twice. Now, in Shadowverse, your total life points is 20. Yeah. So yeah, uh, she also had uh thing believe I I believe she gets a card where she can also deal zero damage to a random enemy. So uh, zero zero damage uh sorry a zero cost card that deals three damage to a random enemy. So if your font is low... And hits, she goes straight to the face for 18 damage at the very least. And usually you always have other cards on hand. So yeah, it's just... Uh, I believe the earliest you can do the combo is about turn 6 or turn 7.
0: How long so, are Shadowverse games to get that far?
1: Um... Depends because the twenty health total is not that much, so you can kind of just die. But also, your deck is forty cards.
0: sir I'm just I'm thinking about this in Yu-Gi-Oh terms. By turn six, you know who's gonna win, and you're either <laughs> surrendering or in denial.
1: <laughs> because at turn four and five, turn four, the player two can evolve and make a comeback. Of the sort, and then player one gets it on their next turn, so turn five, and also player two gets three of those evolve points. So it's uh, kind of swingy, I guess, when it comes to the midpoint.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, it's, evolution cards always like they slow down a game, I feel. Uh, I've been playing the Digimon TCG as well. Mm-hmm. That is a surprisingly competent game. Is, like, uh, is it in English? I, yes, there is an English expansion. It's a little behind on the Japan expansion. Okay, cool. There are also resources for translating cards. It has a really cool mechanic that I like. Mm-hmm. So you know how mana and MTG works, right?
1: Uh, uh, not especially.
0: Alright, so... Okay, so for for those of you who may be uninitiated, let me explain to you how mana works in Magic the Gathering. So every turn, you can play a land card. And it will provide 1 mana. And so, say I want to play, I don't know, Stinky Dragon, right? Stinky Dragon will be a 3 cost card, and so you need to have 3 mana to play. So, your ability to play big cards is completely bound by how much mana you have. And you, since you can only play 1 mana per turn until you get to the disgusting sh- like artifacts, uh, then you then you are limited by this. So turn one, you're never gonna play more than a, than you know a one cost card or whatever, right? So, how Digimon works, is it has what they call a the memory system, which is shared with your opponent. So the board for Digimon has, like, numbers, on both sides. So it goes ten to zero and then zero to ten, right? Okay. So every card has a memory cost. And as you you know, as you play it, you move the counter closer to the center. The moment the memory cost exceeds zero and goes into the opponent's side, it is immediately their turn. Okay. It is the most clever system I've ever seen. Because you can play, like for example you you're recommended to digivolve your digimon from the start right from a baby but you can Mm -hmm. raw summon like hercules kabuterimon or whatever right a stage four digimon and it will have like it has a different cost for if you're evolving it or raw summoning it and the raw summoning cost can be it goes up to 13 by the way i made a mistake so for example i could have two memory now and i could go yeah i'm gonna raw summon you know Imperial Dramon or whatever, and for for twelve. So the problem is now your opponent starts with ten, and it's their turn. You didn't get to do anything. Like the moment Memory touches the opponent's side of the field, it is their turn. Mm-hmm. It is so freaking clever. And then there's there's a bunch of other cards as well. Like one of the supporter cards you can play makes it so that as long as like because. What you can do if you want to choke out your opponent is you can make sure that your memory never exceeds 1 on their side. So like, I'll only ever play cards so that memory moves to 1, right? Uh-huh. There are cards that can you can play that say if you have less than 3 memory at the start of your turn, you start with 3 memory instead. Okay. So now your opponent's like, well I can't choke you out anymore, I may as well play bigger cards because you're going to start with 3 memory no matter what I do. Also, uh, if you don't spend your memory, your opponent starts their turn with 3. So say, okay. for example, I ran out of cards and I said, well, I can't do anything, it's your turn now, then the memory counter immediately jumps to 3. It's such I, a clever system.
1: I think I rather I want to see that in action because explaining it sounds interesting, oh, but yeah, I, I like a visual. <laughs>
0: hey Maybe local it game it. Yeah. <laughs> local game stores mind helping us <laughs> out with that wink wink we'd love to ins- <laughs> we'd love to insert a huge thanks to your store here <laughs> <laughs> also shout out to the digimon card game for remembering that Stingmon one exists <laughs> <laughs> that makes you canonically better than the Digimon Vital Bracelet, which has decanonized Stingmon.
1: Press F in the chat.
0: Oh, man. You can also get Dino Beemon, which is the other Stingmon Fusion, and it's actually good. But yeah, no, Maybe, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Digimon card game. A lot more fun than I thought. The only thing I hate is that red decks are the most gorilla deck I've ever seen.
1: Gorilla. So, they like, are- big big hp and all that jazz
0: big number completely designed around killing other digimon like i think
1: yeah i I get that
0: there's (laughs) a card called like gaia force or something like that and i think it just straight up destroys a digimon it's just like yeah pick one digimon it's gone now
1: uh yes absolute tolerance (sighs) just uh just so that you know portal craft in shadowless has this card called absolute tolerance i believe if I'm not mistaken anyway. So he starts out at 30 costs. Mm-hmm. But it will reduce cost each time you deal damage to any enemy. Damn. So even if you just uh, annihilate some random one-cost thing, so long your, your card deals maybe say, let's say, 8 damage, it will reduce the cost by 8. Damn. And then, its effect is destroy an enemy. And also, it can attack on the same turn you summon it.
0: Yeah, there. that sounds... Wait, do you have to pay the cost every time you attack?
1: Um, what do you mean by pay the cost?
0: Because you said the cost goes down every time he attacks or something like that.
1: Uh, the cost goes down every time you deal... Damage the enemy, but there is a slight caveat. The cost reduction only takes place when it's the enemy's turn. So, yeah, so you mean. have to deal, yeah, you have to deal the damage first, and then when you ends your the turn, then the cost goes down. But I mean, that's not too big of a downside, if you can say, because your tolerance can just go straight to face anyway. <laughs> Yeah. So you just need to survive one more turn and that's it.
0: Um, and that kind of reminds me uh, of one of the most deliciously evil Yu-Gi-Oh cards I have. Mm-hmm. And it's so shitty that I own a physical copy of it. <laughs> <laughs> I went... Because uh, I play on an online simulator. so it's, uh, uh, it's called Mask Hero Dark Law. And I love what this card does. It's got two abilities. The first ability is that uh, anytime your opponent would discard a card not even discard, uh, anytime your opponent would send a card to the graveyard and because phrasing is really important in Yu-Gi-Oh! so as long as a card is headed to the graveyard it does not go to the graveyard, it gets banished from the game instead so in Yu-Gi-Oh! a lot of decks will send cards to the graveyard to make searching easier because there's way more cards that have the ability Target a card in your your graveyard versus target a card in your deck. So most decks are built on the concept of sending the card you want to the graveyard. And Darkaloss sits here, ever vigilant, punting that card out of the game. I see. And it gets even worse than that. That's the first ability, which is already messed up. (laughs) And then you have the second ability, which is... If your opponent would add cards to their hand that are not the free card you get at the start of your third, pick a card at random from your opponent's hand and banish it.
1: Oh dear
0: god. And remember how I told you my deck is super consistent? Uh-huh. It is built to get Dark Law out at the start of the game.
1: Ah, uh, remind me not to play against you.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's really e- like once you know it's coming, it's easy to like deal with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you're not ready for it, oh boy, Dark Law is an anti fun card. <laughs> the only problem is I, after uh, that, you have to keep Dark Law alive. It's uh-huh. like, uh, yeah, it's hilarious how little fun your opponent will have when Dark Law is on the field.
1: I can imagine.
0: This card started an arms race with my friend and I, where we were just <laughs> tacking our decks for each other. So once Dark Law came out he was, and I started using it, my friend was just like, Okay, lesson learned. Now I have to be able to kill you in one turn. And that's how I got the Drytron situation. <laughs> where now he plays an OTK <laughs> Drytron
1: Fantastic. <laughs> deserved.
0: See what I put up with? <laughs> Absolutely deserved. And this is why when you said, oh, this card is deadly in turn 6, I said, what? That is too long. Because <laughs> our games don't last longer than 4 turns. <laughs> turn 1, Dark Law comes up. Turn 2, Dark Law is gone and a Drytron is in its place now. <laughs> And if I'm lucky, I can hold off Chaos Max for one more turn.
1: <laughs> actually, the coin uh, reminds me of uh, how Hearthstone actually makes decking out the whole mechanic thing.
0: Oh, oh, your life is your deck, is it?
1: Uh, it's not that, but okay, so you have 30 cards total in your deck... But when your deck goes to zero, you don't immediately die. You gradually take fatigue damage. Uh So, like, the first time you have zero cards, you take one damage and it goes up by one each turn.
0: Oh, that's really clever.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, it's also, like, really long and people, if they have the ability to spawn in more cards... That game is going to go long and long.
0: Yeah, I was going to say I don't like damage over time as a thing because, again, I come from the world of (laughs) kusoge.
1: And I believe there was this thing because warriors, I think, it was really popular to do this. Fatigue warrior. because you could armor up effectively giving you more life. And there's no limit to how much armor you can get. Mm Mm-hmm. So you can imagine that they just watch you deck out and laugh behind a second shield sorts.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's that is entirely wild. Oh, conversely,
1: man. conversely in Shadowverse, even though you have forty cards to a deck, the last card is an instant death card.
0: Oh, you you deck out on on your yeah. last card?
1: Yep. When once you deck out, you're dead.
0: In Yu-Gi-Oh! it's once you cannot do the free draw at the start of your turn. So you ah. can you can win a battle with no cards in your deck. <laughs> the true spirit Kusoge. I just remembered something. Uh, Duel Masters had this great mechanic that I really loved.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They were this archetype of monsters called survivors, I think. They had a little they had a little crest in their name. And they were an element lock. So there was uh, there was a survivor for every colour in the game. And a bunch of survivors actually. And you know what the gimmick was? Every survivor has every survivor's ability. Ooh. Hmm. Interesting. So it was so clever because you Because uh, each survivor's abilities are tied to whatever the stereotype for that colour is, right? hmm So the red survivor had a double breaker or whatever. I think, the, yeah, Dread Survivor has like, when this creature attacks, gain 1000 attack or something like that. And then the green ones had like, piercing or something. And so you, what did you do? You just multicolored them. And then you just get the, you know, the first survivor boss monster you can get your hands on. And tada, surprise, you have a monster with, the abil- with three broken abilities because you've got three survivors on the board. That's really clever and I'm really sad less card games have done that. Kind of wish more more games would do that because that's really, really cool.
1: There's like a couple of exceptions in Shadow Wars where you could change the final card into a victory card instead. So, But that also relies on you actually decking up. I think only Forest sort of has a more reliable way for it. It's Forest again. Of course it's Forest. Forest is the combo oriented class because the they have they have a lot of uh, cards that use card the number of cards you play a turn. Uh. Okay. Here's, are-
0: here's the thing. Green decks in every game are great. <laughs> 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 they are always amazing. So in Magic the Gathering green decks are the they are big monster. They have the big creatures are usually green. Uh, the rotation I played in Magic the Gathering was the Eldrazi rotation. So, green had werewolves, where they had the ability to transform. They were two cards in one, and they could transform under specific conditions. I used to play a green deck in Pokemon, and for a while, Pokemon's gimmick, Pokemon's grass type gimmick, was energy efficiency. So, you had one septile who. Its ability was as long as a Grass energy is attached to another Grass Pokemon, it counts as double energy. And then you had a second Sceptile whose ability was you can move energy freely between your Pokemon. Nice. And then you had uh, Yanmega whose ability was return all energy attached to Yanmega to your hand. Uh, This attack does 20 damage per energy discarded this way. (laughs) Oh, god! <laughs> and you literally just funneled energy into Yanmega, just enough to you know knock out whatever enemy Pokemon was waiting for you, and then yeah, and then just you start it up again. <laughs> there was a Shaman card that I really wanted to complete this combo because Shaman's ability was uh take all the energy from your hand and reattach it to as many pokemon as you want <laughs> even more disgusting
1: is, okay is it like a stereotype where gr- green stuff i mean forest is also labeled as a
0: green leaf yeah yeah that's why that's why i brought this up because you mentioned oh, the, the yeah. forest nonsense yeah yes. i think i think so is, is it, a,
1: is it <laughs> stereotyped green equals combo let's go let's go
0: I think so. It's just like how blue is always terrible. Like, blue, you know blue players in Magic the Gathering? You do not shake their hands. There is no GG's with anyone who runs a blue <laughs> deck.
1: <day. laughs> okay, uh, let me think of the Shadowverse equivalent. Blue is Portal, I believe. Portal is the one with absolute tolerance.
0: Yeah, see? <laughs> you do not shake their hands. There is no GG's to be had in a blue deck. Oh boy. But I'm trying to think. There was, there was one more... Uh, one more stupid on Oh yeah, Garchomp. Uh, Garchomp in the Pokemon TCG. Cynthia's Garchomp, to be specific, when I played, had this ability. Pick one Pokemon, it does 80 damage to it. Thanks. It's absurd! because it's like, you know how you know Pokemon rules is, you each send out one Pokemon, and that's the only Pokemon you can attack. Sometimes you have attacks like Earthquake, which are like, it does 60 damage to this Pokemon, and 10 to 2 benched Pokemon. You know? And then you just have Garchomp, which is just like, ah, pick one, it dies. That one gone. I wish Dragon Rush had that level of accuracy in real life.
1: Unfortunate. <laughs>
0: Uh good stuff. Good stuff. But yeah, this has been a fun reminisce down uh trading card gameplay. I feel like we never really reach a conclusion with these kinds of episodes. It's just like wasn't that fun?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh if you want to talk about card games, there's just so many out there.
0: Yeah. That's it. The... But
1: just the just the ones you're familiar with and on and are fond of. Also, if you're into Shadowverse, you might as well just watch uh, the Takamori duo.
0: Yeah! I I said I'd
1: show them, so I did.
0: (laughs) Yeah, good job, good job. Here's your check. And you know, if you run a card shop, you know, I'm gladly accepting offers. (laughs) Just include the Stingmon expansion. I think that's expansion 03 or 02.
1: Just include that. as As long as he has Stingmon.
0: Yeah, 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 ones in only one expansion. Uh, So just, uh, you know, hand that over. And remember, (laughs) that could could have been you in the episode. That could have been your game store that we tanked. This has been another episode of The Brave Room. Don't forget to check out the AMG panel. Sadly, we will not be talking about card games. We will instead be talking about small indie games such as Genshin Impact. I can't wait for someone to actually think we think Genshin Impact is a small indie game. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Leave a comment if you are, so I can make fun of you next episode. <laughs> uh, this has been Brave Room. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to leave a comment. You know, also watch the MOBA Stinky episode, because I had a lot of fun with that one. Le- leave comments on that one as well. it has been the Brave Room. Thank you very much. Take care, guys.
1: Take care. Signing up.